Hello, and welcome to the Trump Scorecard. I'm your host, Jesse Burney, and this week, I'm bringing you a vacation-shortened edition of the Trump Scorecard. For once, it's my vacation, not Trump's. We're just going to be going through a few quick issues this week, so let's get started. The Trump administration finally made a decision on the White House visitor logs. Surprise, surprise, the the guy who promised to drain the swamp has decided to reverse the Obama administration policy to release the White House visitor logs. Remember, Trump's entire campaign was about, well, okay, most of it was about racism, but a really significant part was about changing the way Washington works. And in this case, he's going right back to the way Washington worked before Obama was president. Where anyone, for example, an oil industry lobbyist or a representative of a Russian oligarch or even Tiffany Trump could come into the White House and no one would know about it. Releasing the White House visitor logs was a serious move toward transparency by the Obama administration. It said the American people deserve to know who their president and his staff meets with. But Trump just said you don't get to know who he meets with and he doesn't care. I mean, the guy could meet with a child molester and you wouldn't know about that. Well, actually, this week, we we did get to to know that because Trump invited Sarah Palin to dinner and she brought along Ted Nugent, who once wrote a song called Jailbait that included these lyrics. I don't care if you're just 13. There's a good Huffington Post article from 2014 on Nugent's actual record of having sex with underage girls. And uh, there's a link to that story on the website, thetrumpscorecard.org. Obviously, there are links to all the stories I, I covered this week. Trump is meeting publicly with child molesters. Who the hell are they meeting with that they want to hide? Hey, speaking of ethics, the New York Times and ProPublica pulled together a report that shows... Actually, let's let's step back a moment. Uh, I already talked about how Trump campaigned on draining the swamp. But did you notice how he never talked about what that actually meant? He, he never defined what corruption was or how he'd fight it. And during the transition, he, he put in some rules about lobbying and, and claimed that everything was, was fixed now. But like I was saying... The New York Times and ProPublica published a report that shows the Trump administration has more lobbyists than your mom has crabs. This is from the New York Times on April 15th. President Trump is populating the White House and federal agencies with former lobbyists, lawyers, and consultants who in many cases are helping to craft new policies for the same industries in which they recently earned a paycheck. That's it. That's the swamp. He's letting fossil fuel lobbyists write environmental policy. He's putting people who sold stuff to the federal government in charge of buying the exact things they were selling a few months ago. So what happened to his strict rules? Simple. When he wants to hire someone who violates those rules, he just issues a waiver, usually in secret. It's like if you were draining a swamp, but you kept cutting holes in the hose that lead to the drainage pump, so it just kept pouring back out. You know, this is the guy who made a fake university to scam people out of millions of dollars. You know, the one we elected president, even though we we knew all that happened. And if you think we're done talking about ethics, well, we will never be done talking about ethics in this administration. But there was one other ethics story I wanted to cover this week. Ivanka. See, like her dad, Ivanka works in the White House, which violates nepotism laws, but we don't care about those anymore. And also like her dad, she still owns her business interests, but claims not to manage them at all anymore. 
Meanwhile, she and, of course, her husband, Jared Kushner, Trump's top advisor, are involved in virtually every aspect of his presidency, including foreign policy. Ivanka's met with multiple foreign leaders, including the Chinese president. And the very same day she met with him, China approved three trademarks for her brand. And look, this isn't necessarily a sign of anything she did. I don't think she pulled Xi Jinping aside and said, approve my trademarks or I'll tell dad to nuke Shanghai. The point is, she has business interests in China. She makes most of her stuff there. She's selling stuff there. That gives China leverage over her. That's why you don't want potential conflicts like hers. And they're a fraction of the conflicts her father has, both foreign and domestic. Trump likes to say he doesn't have conflicts because he's the president. And it's true, a lot of ethics laws don't apply to him because he's the president. But moral conflicts? He, He is possibly more than any president in the history of the country. And he doesn't care. When I say this is not normal, that's what I'm talking about. This is not normal. Let's finish up with a few quick items. Uh, Trump congratulated Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan on winning a recent national referendum. Congratulating foreign leaders on winning elections is good, right? Only this referendum was about giving Erdogan near dictatorial powers over the Turkish government. And it was a very narrow win with lots of allegations of fraud by Erdogan. And I'm sorry, but Donald Trump congratulating a world leader on essentially granting himself wide-ranging power makes me very, very, very nervous. Next up, the White House put out a release with quotes praising the president's Buy American, Hire American executive order. That's not unusual, putting out a release with quotes from experts who agree you've done something awesome. But in this case, they put out quotes from Steven Mnuchin, Gary Cohn, the super creepy Stephen Miller, and Peter Navarro all top administration officials. That's like if you wrote a book and all the quotes on the dust jacket were from your mom. The the one with all the crabs. And finally this week, we lost an aircraft carrier. Okay, we didn't exactly lose it, but Trump claimed the aircraft carrier USS Carl Vinson was heading to North Korea to be scary and intimidating, when in fact it was heading in exactly the opposite direction. He either lied or just had no idea what his military was doing. So, did the White House admit its mistake? Okay, if you're seriously asking that, then you're probably not a regular Trump scorecard listener and and also maybe kind of dumb. No, they did not admit their mistake. They just turned the aircraft carrier around and pointed it at the Sea of Japan. And then Sean Spicer said this. President believed that he might have spoken too quickly on this uh, location of the vessel um, before it was actually President arriving. Said we have an armada going towards the peninsula. That's a fact. It happened. It is happening, rather. It happened. It's it, it's happening. Actually, when Trump said it, it wasn't happening. And now it is, probably only because he did say it. And that's what's truly terrifying. This is a White House that will literally alter reality before admitting a mistake, even if it means turning 2,269,000,000 pounds of steel around in the ocean and sending it toward North Korea, whether that's a good idea or not. What matters is that the president wasn't wrong, which he definitely was. 
That's it for this vacation-shortened edition of The Trump Scorecard. Remember to visit the website for links to all the stories I talked about this week. That's thetrumpscorecard.org. And send me an email if you have ideas for the podcast or stories I should cover. That's thetrumpscorecard at gmail.com. And you can find me on Twitter, at Jesse Burney. You can also hit me up on Facebook. Uh, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash thetrumpscorecard. The Trump Scorecard is written, hosted, edited, and produced by me, Jesse Burney. Our music is from bensound.com. I'll be back next week, and remember, this is not normal.